Breaking down President Trump's insurrection charges. What charges were filed against Trump? What did he do that they claim is criminal in nature? Why is the government and the media pushing so hard on the Trump insurrection narrative? I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry. For more than 20 years, I've been fighting for the underdog. But since COVID began, I've devoted all my time and efforts to fighting against government tyranny and educating and empowering the public. So welcome to our next episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. The left is pushing hard on that Trump insurrection narrative, but why? Let's start with the U.S. Constitution, the 14th Amendment, Section 3. In there, it says that you can't hold public office. You can't be um, in civil or military service if you have already taken an oath to support the U.S. Constitution, and then you've engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution. A lot of people, unfortunately, think that uh, insurrection in our country is against the government. No, the government in and of itself is meaningless. The, the whole Constitution, the form of government, the design of government, the Constitution is what we swear an oath to not the government. And uh, unfortunately, though, what you're seeing play out are all these lawsuits about insurrection. And uh, why? Well, they're claiming that uh, in these lawsuits that Donald Trump is no longer eligible to run for president because he's guilty of insurrection. Uh, So you have people uh, that you would expect, those on the left that are pushing this and Uh, trying to declare that he's uh, ineligible to appear on the presidential primary ballots or even the general election ballots in several states. What's worse, though, is that you even have a Republican candidate running for president who's trying to do the same thing through these same kind of elections, or excuse me, same kind of lawsuits under uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Now, even if you look at Wikipedia, which is totally slanted, uh, listen to what they say. Trump gave a speech in which he repeated false claims of election irregularities. And though he encouraged his supporters to march to the Capitol to peacefully make their voices heard, he also said, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. That's what they're hanging their hat on. That's what all of them are hanging their hat on, that he is somehow responsible for an insurrection, which did not occur. We've already talked about in the prior videos, Um, but that he is responsible for an insurrection because of his words that day. Now, on August 1st, 2023, Trump was actually indicted on four charges. If you want to take a look at what those charges are, I have the URL for that appearing on the screen now, but I also will put it in the description of today's um, video. So uh, you have this indictment and it's quite an eyeful, I guess, uh, an earful if you're having it read to you. It's, it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. I'm just going to put it that way. And uh, we don't have much time, so I'm going to fly through what some of this stuff is. Uh, so buckle up. Count one, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. by using dishonesty to obstruct the certification of the presidential election under 18 U.S.C. Section 371. Count two, conspiracy to obstruct the certification proceeding of the presidential election under 18 U.S.C. 1512K. 
Count three, obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, which, what is that? The presidential election certification proceeding. Under this, they're going 18 U.S.C. 1512 C2. And count four, a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted. And what's priceless about this is that they're going under 18 U.S.C. Section 241, the very statute that all of them should be uh, brought up on charges for, for doing everything that they did to shut us down and uh, inject us and cover us up and everything that they did relating to COVID, uh, but also for what they did in 2020 for our right to vote. Because you're right, 18 U.S.C. Section 241, it was violated. By all the people that trucked in those votes to the TCF Center in Detroit, that made my vote in Michigan not count on November 3rd, 2020. Thank you very much. Not to mention all the other widespread fraud, but uh, that's for a different time. So uh, in the complaint, there's a couple things I want to point out. Uh, it says, each of these conspiracies which built on the widespread mistrust the defendant was creating through pervasive and destabilizing lies about election fraud, targeted a bedrock foundation or function of the United States federal government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. Yeah, there was a lot of issues going on with the collection, counting, and certifying the election, but the conspiracies weren't from Trump. Nice try though, guys. They continue by saying the purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by using knowingly false claims of election fraud to obstruct the federal government, uh, obstruct the federal government function by which those results are collected, counted, and certified. Now, it's strange because they're saying, well, he's guilty of this because he lied to the federal government, he lied to the people. Um, and so, therefore, it's all these conspiracies to obstruct this process of, of properly counting the vote. But let's look into this a little bit more. So the claim that Trump used dishonesty about the 2020 election results to obstruct the certification. First of all, they say uh, in the complaint that he spread lies that there had been an outcome determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually won. Then they also say the defendant had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely, according to them, that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. Oh, so he had the right to do that, even if it was false. Okay. They then say he also was entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means such as by seeking recounts and audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Wait a minute. If that sounds familiar, that's because it is. In fact, they say, indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting the election results. They claim, then, his efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. So I guess they make a huge legal jump there because they say he has a right to free speech and to pursue legal remedies via recounts, audits, or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Somehow, though, they skipped it. Well, but it's still fraud. Um, and it's that fraud is obstructing the process. <laughs> okay. Um, 
The thing is, though, he was prohibited from getting an actual trial on the merits of any of these fraud claims. I don't care if you're a leftist or a conservative. It doesn't matter. You can't deny the fact that there was no trial. There was no fact finder that got to be presented. All of the facts and all of the evidence, the witness testimony, the video, uh, the cell phone records, all of that, none of that was presented to a fact finder who then got to have a full trial and determine whether fraud existed. So he was denied to have um, a trial on the merits of his claims. Again, no video, no still evidence, no eyewitness testimony was allowed to get in front of a jury. The media did not show the video evidence or do full interviews of any of the thousands of eyewitnesses who signed sworn affidavits of the election fraud that they witnessed. Election uh, private investigators featured in the 2000 Mules video were unconstitutionally arrested and otherwise forced into silence about their findings. That was Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrit. So Trump is charged with lying about there being election fraud in 2020, but no criminal investigations have been done regarding all of the photos videos, cell phone location data, eyewitness statements, and other documented evidence. No criminal investigations have been completed about all of that actual evidence. And none of the evidence has been allowed in front of a fact finder or given a true day in court. So the facts of the election fraud have never been fully litigated, but the government here is somehow allowed to start with the assumption that none of it is true? Why is that? And this assumption is literally the entire basis for this charge. Now, the claim of conspiracy to obstruct the certification proceeding and obstruction or attempt of the uh, obstructing the certification proceeding. All of this is, you know, counts two and three are basically the same thing. Uh, it just includes conspiracy of the, of the crime and attempt of the crime. So how did Trump conspire to obstruct the congressional proceeding to count the electoral results? Again, according to Wikipedia, Trump gave a speech in which he repeated false claims of election irregularities and though he encouraged his supporters to march to the Capitol to peacefully make their voices heard, he also said, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. <laughs> uh, so what about his other use of free speech prior to January 6th? Was, was that part of how he obstructed the congressional proceeding? Or maybe it was his social media posts, because yes, he clearly obstructed an entire congressional uh, proceeding by posting on Twitter. Or his legal team's work on recounts, audits, or other legal challenges. Somehow those were obstructing the congressional proceeding? Yeah, not seeing the tie here, guys. All right, what about that claim of conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted? How did Trump conspire against anyone's right to vote or have their vote counted? 
hate to sound like that broken record, guys, but uh, I'm responding to the broken record uh, pattern of this complaint here. And so if we look to Wikipedia, which is the common uh, way to, to verbalize what he supposedly did that day, he gave a speech where he supposedly repeated false claims of election irregularities, and he encouraged his supporters to march to the Capitol to peacefully make their voices heard, but also said, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. So where in there does he conspire to not count someone's vote? Where in the use of his free speech prior to January 6th does he conspire to not have someone's vote counted? And where in his social media, uh, on any of his Twitter postings or Truth Social or anything like that, does he conspire or even attempt to have anyone's vote not counted? Or his legal team's work on recounts, audits, or legal challenges. Now, recounts and audits are largely performed by the state government in which they are being done. So what, now we're saying the state governments are also part of this conspiracy not to count votes because a recount had been started? Are you serious? Really, guys, that's it. Those are the four charges in this federal criminal indictment for the insurrection charges. And with that, it's been a pleasure. Check out uh, our full live video that we're going to have uh, this coming um, Tuesday. I can't even figure out what day of the week it is on October 10th. We look forward to discussing all this with you then. Want to interact on this important topic? Comment on this video or call in the second Tuesday of the month at noon Eastern Standard Time to participate in our live constitutional discussion. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And remember, together we can restore freedom.